We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Detroit Lions final 53-man roster. We're going to break down some guys who didn't make the roster, and we're talking about the guys who are currently on the roster, and some transaction moves on offense on this episode, all in episode 189 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick... In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in! Jared Goldberg! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkinson, they did it! They tied it! They're an extra point away from winning this game! Oh, baby, how big is that? Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 189 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Join my two guys, as always, Malcolm, Pierre. I shouldn't say as always, but they're here with me today. Malcolm, Pierre, hi, boys, doing today a late night recording, 11 o'clock at night, Eastern Time. Hi, boys, doing? Woo! I'm doing well, man. How you doing, Tyler? I just found out. I got my first day of school. I thought I had a day off tomorrow. I found out I'm attending tomorrow. So we got to get rolling. We got to finish this. So my ass can go to sleep because I found out I got to wake up at 8 a.m. now. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, how you boys? Malcolm, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm here. You're here. Pierre's here. Let's roll. Deuce. All right. Well, like as promised, we said we were going to do a reaction to the Lions initial 53-man roster and as like we promised this initial 53-man roster is going to change up and we waited a whole extra day so so we could wait for these change-ups and we found out there's probably gonna be even more change up by the end of all of this so this roster has got a lot of moving factors a lot of stuff to go happen so we're gonna break it all down of all the nfl rules the roster the shocks what we expected Let's get into it. Start off with the quarterbacks. This was expected. Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, David Blau. Any surprises here? Pierre just flipped me off for no apparent reason. No, I did not. 
Okay, what was that emoji then? You flipped me no, off. This is just like, so like, we found, we're on Skype, right? We just found out about these emojis, so I'm just playing and having fun with it. That's you flipped me off. You gave me the middle finger emoji. That wasn't at you. I just wanted to was see what was happening. Totally you spoiled Jared Goff, David Blau. Who was at tour? No, no that, that was at no one. That was just me fucking around with the thing. Okay. Um, are you guys shocked by this? The Lions carrying three quarterbacks and these three quarterbacks. I mean, shocked. we all had. No. Yeah, we all had them. We all yeah. had him on there on our <laughs> predictions. Yeah. I think something to mention, Tim Boyle broke his thumb, which we haven't talked about yet, and he's most likely a candidate for IR, which the Lions – or not the Lions. The whole NFL IR opens up tomorrow, but the time of this recording today at 4 o'clock. So the Lions could officially place these guys on IR, and maybe some guys that release, they could bring them back on the 53-man roster, or they could promote some guys within their practice squad, which we'll get into after we break down this 53-man roster. So – Tim Boyle is definitely a candidate to be on the practice or to be on the IR and miss, I believe, six to eight weeks was the NFL Network report from Mike Garofolo. So um, that roster spot to be open. So technically, you got two quarterbacks on the active 53 with Goff, who's obviously going to be your starter. And then you got David Blau is getting backing him up. And then the Lions brought in a quarterback on the practice squad, which we'll talk about, which you would assume right now is QB3 with Boyle being out. On uh, most likely going to. I'd say he's your emergency option. Yeah. So, you got two. You got two active quarterbacks essentially because that roster spot will be for Boyle's IR spot. All right, let's get into running backs now. So you got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Jamar Jefferson. I can't call him the former safety from Northwestern, but I still can't say his last name. We're gonna call him GI Godwin. Someone, someone take over. Igwebuke. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't know. I just had to practice a few times. And then we got uh, JC Cabinda and now Pierre is giving emojis <laughs> of clapter, applause. Okay. All right. Any surprise by this? I think this was another group that we all expected. Malcolm, I know you weren't here with us last episode yeah. to uh, break down our, our new 53-man prediction because last time we had Craig Reynolds, but we did talk a little bit after that post game in our green room that, you know, maybe GI slips into that depth chart, maybe sneaks into that 53-man roster. So, you know, Jamar Jefferson was a guy we all expected, but now GI making this 53 after that Colts game. Any shock here? Um, well, first thing first, I want to um, you know, give you guys a big kudos for that last episode. You guys did a hell of a job um on that final 53 um, predictions, uh, and you guys nailed it um with the Godwin Iguobuke um being that that guy that could make the roster. And um, I also, you know, based off his last performance, I I had him in there as well. And I, and I kind of had Craig Reynolds out the door and probably be a practice squad candidate. And look, you know, it happened. So it didn't shock me at all. I think he he yeah. earned it. He earned it. And that's why he's a, on the roster. Yep. Yep. All right. So I think these first two positions kind of just gone as planned. I would say after that Colts game went to script with uh, the guys they brought in. Now this is where we get a little more interesting, a little more funky, you could say, in the receiving room. So you brought in. Seven initial wide receivers on this on the staff right I now. I want to say initial because initial was before they traded. I mean, no, before um they picked up the guy today. Hodges, yeah, Hodges. So, so you brought in six initial. Yeah, you're at seven right now at the time right. of recording. You assume you probably won't got seven going to week one, so you got a lot of shifting still to go here. But initially, I'll go with the initial. You got Terrell Williams and Monroe St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, Quintess Cephas. Trinity Benson, a guy they traded for the Denver Broncos. We're going to get a little more into him. And Tom Kennedy ends up making this 53-man roster. And then now, what the active roster looks like for receiving core, you got Terrell Williams, Amon Rossi, and Brown, 
Khalif Raymond, Quintess Cephas, Trinity Benson, Tom Kennedy, and Kenderil Hodges. Is that how you say his name? Kenderil Hodges? Kenderil Hodge, yeah. Hodge, sorry, not Hodges. Kenderil Hodge. So you got seven receivers right now. You know, this is more surprising, I would say. Like, obviously, the first four went to script with Terrell Williams, St. Brown, Raymond, and Cephas. But Trinity Benson comes out of nowhere. TK was a guy maybe you expected to make the team. I honestly didn't put him in my in my 53 predictions last time. But, like, it wasn't that, that wasn't a complete shock. And then now they bring in Hodge from Cleveland. So I'm going to kick it off to you, Pierre. You know, um, what surprised you with this receiving core? And, you know, for a guy bringing in some new guys like Benson and Hodge, what, what do you think they have to offer for this Lions man, Lions 53-man roster? Um, I just wanted to, like, say a quote from general manager um, – George Payton from the uh, Broncos. So this is what Payton said. He was a success story, and a, and a lot of credit goes to receivers coach Zach Azani, who developed this kid. Got him out of East Central Oklahoma, I believe, and came from nowhere for him to develop to pro receiver. We had a lot of teams calling in him. I think it's a great story, and a lot of credit goes to Trinity. Another great person. He was down the depth chart here because we are talented and there, and so it was a credit to him. That teams were calling. We just thought it was a win-win for Scavalli. A win for Trinity and really a win for the Detroit Lions. Excited for him. He's a great person. And he's going to do well in Detroit. So for those, there were some people that were freaking out. Why did we trade for him? We could have got him on claimers. Well, by George Payton, he said there was a lot of teams calling on him. So the Lions obviously didn't want to risk losing him the waivers. And when and Brad Holmes comes from L.A. We've said this before. When they want a guy, L.A. wants a guy, they trade and get him. So they wanted him. They were aggressive and they pursued him. And it wasn't like, it. and it wasn't like the Lions traded any valuable draft pieces. Like it wasn't like they went out and traded a day two pick or even an early day three pick, like a fourth right. round pick. I mean, they traded a fifth round pick and a seventh round pick, and then they received a 2023 sixth round pick, and obviously Trinity Benson and and return. I mean, if Trinity Benson works out, which he obviously had a really good camp, you know. Could have made a lot of 53-man rosters like George Payton just mentioned, and the Lions were obviously interested in bringing in a guy like this. I mean, I, I have a good quote, and I think this was from Benjamin Albright, who who um, also covers the Denver Broncos. When you get into those that fifth-round range in the NFL draft, again, that fifth, sixth, seventh round, it's like throwing darts. It's like seeing yeah. who could hit and who could miss. I mean, you're more likely going to get a guy that misses. Like, you're going to have those good stories like Germanio Warrior, who's a fifth-round pick and now a starter with the Lions. But, like, most of the time when you get in that range, you're throwing darts. You're just getting guys who fit your system, guys who have good speed or good size or whatever. You're not usually getting a guy that had, you know, much production in his college career or just wasn't, a, like, a high, you know, prospect at that point. You're just throwing to see what you can get. And maybe you get a guy that has high upside that fits your system like a glove. What the Lions are doing here is that they're saying, you know, get well, what the hell with these second round, these uh, late day three picks. We'll take a chance on a guy who looked like he proved himself in the preseason for a different organization, and we'll see what he does. Because, like you mentioned, the Lions got a bunch of draft picks coming, and you know, you got all those compensatory picks for all the players you lost this year with, you know, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. You might get one for like a Jamal Agnew, Jared Davis, and the list goes on. Like you're gonna get a lot of picks. And obviously the Lions made some trades this offseason too to get more picks as well, like trading um like Matthew Stafford and so on and so forth. So, you know, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. He's a young receiver, had a good camp for the Denver Broncos. You know, obviously they have a good receiving core, so he wasn't gonna make that team. So, 
you know, I, I'm intrigued to see what he could offer here, maybe in a more expanded role in Detroit. Let, let's work. Let's see what he could do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with Kadero Hodge, same thing. You know, just is a good receiving core in Cleveland. Just didn't have, really have much of a role. Also, another guy that has, like, a high ceiling. They didn't trade anything for him. This was just a waiver claim for the Lions. But, you know, we'll see what he does. I think, you know, now it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the rest of the receiving core because I think we're all in agreement that they're not going to carry seven receivers going to the season because that's just not normal. That's just... It, so seemed we'll excessive. it seemed, seemed excessive. A very excessive. You usually don't carry more than six, and even six could be considered excessive. Yeah. They're at seven right now. So, um, you know, maybe one of these guys goes on injured reserve, or maybe they move parts with one of their lower-end guys, like a Tom Kennedy. We'll see. So, Let's not hope for that. Um, Cadero <laughs> Hodge, too, something about his game is he's really good on special teams as well, and also all the catches he had in 2020 were for first downs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like that was interesting. I didn't know that until like someone brought it up to me. I was like, "That's interesting." Um, I mean, I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. All right. So you just look at this roster. They're like, how do you? How could you keep a Tom Kennedy now? Unless one of these guys goes on injury reserve. Because if yeah. all these guys are healthy, you can't carry all seven of these guys. And I think the odd man out was Tom Kennedy because you're not cutting Cephas, you're not cutting Raymond, you're not cutting St. Brown, and you're not cutting Terrell Williams. No, you're not. I think Cephas and Kennedy could be subject to waivers or maybe some trade talks. I don't know. I think I don't I don't know about Cephas. Cephas had a pretty good when it, like really got he had a really good camp, really good preseason. I think he probably was other than TK. Probably was the best I receiver. He was better than TK, honestly. Like I think he had more upside than TK. In in the preseason, are you talking about like preseason production? No, just talking about just upside. Player going forward, I think overall, I think I think Cephas' upside's better. It, it it is probably probably. I mean, I just like the kid TK. I just like him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he works hard. He's been on the practice squad like for a while. He deserved it. He finally made the roster. I'm happy for him. But, um, but we'll see if but, he lasts. Yeah, that that's true. I think with this receiving core though, I guess the guy, the two guys we picked up, I think the one that intrigued me the most is Trinity Benson. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, he he he's just. I mean, if you have the opportunity to just go back and watch some of the Broncos preseason games, he looks nice. He looks really yeah. nice, man. He's. I mean, I saw him, get, you know, get fade routes in the in the, in the goal line. Um, he's a, he's able to get separation, and he has nice hands. I don't think he dropped a pass in preseason. And I the also old, saw. Oh, go ahead. The only thing that concerns me with him is like he can't get off press because he's a little smaller. He has oh, I, I, that. I, I I didn't see that. I didn't no, see I read that. that. I read that. You read that? Read about that? And that's know. probably something that that was going on in his past because I know like he had a. Um, a journey to to get to where he's at now. So I mean, he, he just is very it's very tricky, man. He, he showed a lot of promise in in preseason. So I, I can't wait to see how they're gonna use him. Yeah, is he yeah. gonna eventually like? Do you see him like eventually taking like maybe that number two spot? I or, think so. That, that, like, that, that thing's open. Maybe. I mean, that spot's open right now. I mean, that spot is wide open. Anybody could take that spot. Mon Ross and Brown, Cephas, Journey Benson. Same round is like he's like your slot receiver, right? We're talking about yeah. outside. So yeah. The thing is with Benson too, he can play inside and outside, so he's versatile. He also could stretch the field. That's probably why they brought him in, because that's what Pyramid was supposed to do, but he didn't work out here. So Benson could also stretch the field as well. And I like his release. Did you guys see that one release he had? Versus the Vikings. The, was it the last preseason game? Was the I saw the clip. Yeah. They were literally no, the last game corner. Was the, Rams, the, Vi- but... the Vikings was the first preseason game. That's when yeah, he had two touchdowns. The, he had this one touchdown. I forgot which team was against, but like 
the way he released off the line of scrimmage was, was really nice line? to see. It, it, it probably was that fade route that I was talking about yeah, in the goal that's line. Not, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Yes, yes. They threw it up to him, and it was a yep. back shoulder pass. Yeah, yeah it, was, route, it, was, it, was a, it was a fade route to the uh, in the goal line. That's what, that was against the Vikings. That's yep. what I'm saying. Like, he's he's good. He's a, he's, he's a solid receiver, man. So... This is Lou Groza of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. Being a Lions fan isn't always the easiest. But hey, you know who has it just as bad as us? The Browns. On Blue Wire's new podcast, Brownstown, Cleveland sports broadcaster and long live fan Andre Knott dives deep into the dog pound to explain how a franchise can suck for so long in a league designed for parody. If tragedy plus times equals comedy, the Browns are gut-blessing hilarious. Hear from the famous and infamous voices of Cleveland Browns like Jim Donovan, Brady Quinn, Tim Couch, Romeo Cannell, Josh Cripps, TJ Ward, Phil Savage, and many, many more. The fans themselves explain what it's like to sit through the worst bits of Brown history. Make sure to tune in to Brownstown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes. Let me ask you guys a question. How do you guys feel about our wide receiving court right now? I still think it's one of the worst <laughs> in the league. You still, you still it's, feel it's, like it's, it's unproven. You know, it's it's young, it's unproven. They got a lot of guys that are gonna be choppy trying to fight, you know, like you said, to maybe get that wide receiver two spot or wide receiver three. Like you got some guys that are gonna come in compete. You know, I think at the end goal would be successful for this Lions team if they can get one, two of these guys and we're like, hey, we could build off these guys. Like, you know, obviously right. Amon Ra, I think we, we think he's part of the future. But then after that, like I think it's an open competition. Who's going to be part of this long-term team? And, you know, I think with this re- receiving core, you got a lot of guys that are trying to compete to be here for the long run, not just for right here. Like Terrell Williams, you know, obviously he's on a one-year deal right now. He's trying to compete and see if he can get more of a long-term contract, maybe if it's here for a different team. You know, Khalif Raymond, he's hopped around a bunch of teams. Quintess Seif is trying to make a name for himself in the NFL. You know, Trinity Benson now here. You know, if Tom Kennedy's still here, we've got Kadero Hodges. Like, you got a lot of guys that are going to be fighting and trying to stick around the NFL if it's either here or for another team. So, I mean, I, I think the end goal for the Lions, if we could look at the end of the year, you know, if we could say we got one or two more guys that we're comfortable building around this team with, like as in our receiving core, 
I think that's a good thing. I'm not saying we need a number one guy out of these guys, but if we could say, hey, this could be a solid number four for us or a solid number three for us, I would be really happy with that by the end of the season. I hope one of these guys could step up and you know to that role. Yeah. yeah. The way I'm, the way I'm looking at this wide receiving core, I'll, I'll say this: if you're looking at this wide receiving core, you're looking for like a big name. It's not going to be there. No. You're not going to. You, you're not going to see. You're not going to have a big name on the on, on the wide receiver core. So if you're looking for that and you're trying to determine if we're going to be good based on that, then 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 yeah, that's not going to happen. But this is something that we haven't seen in the for the Detroit Lions in a long time, which is youth and speed. And I think we have that on our side right now. That we actually have guys that can a create separation. And 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 they're young. And, you know, there's a lot of speed there. So I'm excited for the first time in a very long time about our raw receiving core. Not, not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that because I was excited when we had, you I know, say we've had some good receiving core. We had man. good receiving cores. Exactly. But what I mean by that, you know, how long have, have I been asking for a speedy receiver? A guy that can get us a screen, make one or two guys miss, and go 60 yards. I think we have that potential on this roster. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm excited because we actually have, that those guys that could you know get those yak yards because we we haven't had that where we could get yak yards since since uh, Golden Tate, right? Uh, but that that's that's just exciting because I think we have a lot of young guys and a lot of speed, and I'm excited about this wide receiver core. Just I'm excited as far as I, I wonder what they're going to do, and I, and I hope as it come ends up in a positive way that they end up good. But I just can't wait to see what they do, man. Yeah. And there's obviously going to be some more maneuvering pieces in this receiving core, like we mentioned, because you got seven guys right now. Um, obviously, Amon uh, Ross and Brown's a lock. You assume Khalif Raymond's a lock. And then, obviously, the two guys you brought in with Kadero Hodge and Turning Dimension are locks. But after that, anything's a free go. Like, Terrell Williams, you, he's a lock, but like he might be on IR. Or Tom Kennedy, not a lock. Quintez Cephas, you know, a fringe. I would say more of a lock than more of a, a guy that will be cut, but definitely not a lock either. So. We'll see what they end up doing with this receiving core going into week one. But that's what they got right now. They got seven guys right there right now. Okay. Now, let's go into tight ends right now, which initially they brought in only two guys. They brought TJ Hawkinson in, and then they brought in Darren Fells. That was expected. But then today, they cut Darren Fells, and TJ Hawkinson is the only tight end that remains on this 53-man roster. I'm going to kick it off to Pierre. Break it down for the listeners, why people should not panic, and Darren Fells will still be on this team. You should panic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Peter, no, no. Peter just goes completely off script. You should panic. Darren Fells is not going to be on this team. Line. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, man. Uh, so you guys remember a couple of years with Logan Thomas? They, yeah. they released yeah. him. And then they, they bring him back on. So once they place Tim Boyle on IR or Deshaun Hand or other players on IR, they'll bring him back on. Because they also released a player. We'll get into that later in the show. And... He's also going to come back as well. They should probably be back tomorrow. We're recording on a what day is today? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. They'll probably be back on the roster Thursday tomorrow. See, this is like what I don't understand with the NFL. Why do we not insect these dates together? Like, why is the the guy the the deadline to place guys on IR Thursday? But you have to do all the waiver claims and all the roster maneuvering on Wednesday. So like, then you have to make decisions where you got to release guys, and then we'll bring them back. Like. NFL, just make it all one day so we don't have to make all these complications so you don't make fans panic when they have only one tight end on their active roster. Like, it's just unnecessary. I think fans are used to it now. 
Like, no, they're not. They're not, not Lions fans. I am. Not Lions fans. It happens probably around the league, too. It happens around the league. We're used to it. We're used to it. Malcolm, Malcolm's used to it. But, no, there's fans not used to it. <laughs> I would yeah, say they used went, to it, but this is common around the league. Like, other teams do it. They went in complete panic mode. Oh, there is some one people. Tied in. There's just some people who just don't. What are you, they're like, what is Dan Campbell doing? No <laughs> kickers. What are the Lions doing? No oh, kickers. What do you my mean? My bad. My bad. I don't want to spoil the show. I don't want to oh, spoil it. It is. But yeah, <laughs> they went in straight panic mode. Like, man. Like, he's going to be back. Like, like, I think people think, like, every player goes to the waiver claim process. Like, no, if, you're, if you've been in the league, what is it, three years or more, you're just it's, a it's called vested veteran. I think it's four years. Maybe it's three years. I don't know. But once you're a vested veteran, yeah, you come back. Like, you you're just at least a free agent. Back. Like, yeah, yeah. you decide. And obviously, when you're making that decision, you're going to have a, a type of mutual agreement with Darren Fells and the other guy you cut and saying, hey, let us just make these roster moves because the NFL's fucking stupid and they don't want to merge these dates together. So we have to release <laughs> your ass for a little bit. Don't take it personal. But once we place these guys on IIR, we'll bring you back. But no, the NFL, like I said, they're stupid and they don't want to – I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm just a little a mini rant, but Darren Fells will be back, guys. And they got two tight ends. Maybe they bring another one on because we mentioned that they got seven receivers right now. So all this stuff they have right now, this is just a bunch of hot shit right now. There's still a lot of maneuvering pieces to go yeah. on. So um, stay tuned because we might have a whole other episode of what the what else the Lions end up doing <laughs> because there's still so many more moves to happen. Because you got one tight end on the active roster and you got seven receivers. I can guarantee you any money you want to bet, that's not how it's going to be going into week one versus the Niners. No, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Let's do this offensive line now. We'll start, on with the, start off with the offensive tackles. We've got Taylor Decker, Panay Sewell, and Matt Nelson. This was the first surprising cut, and that was Terrell Crosby. So Terrell Crosby was waived with the, was waived with the injury settlement. So they waived him. And he didn't get claimed by any 32 teams. So right now he is technically in the Lions IR right now. But he could be released tomorrow or any time sometimes this week if the Lions just don't want to keep him. Which, from Dan Campbell's comments, it seems like they will be moving on from Terrell Crosby. So, yeah. so quick comments on Terrell Crosby being probably gone, which he'll probably just be released with the injury settlement. It just seems like what's going to happen. Not for sure. Maybe they keep him on IR and maybe they activate him one day. I don't see that happening, but from... Campbell's comments seem like they're moving on from Terrell Crosby. He'll be released and signed with another team whenever he's healthy, obviously. So, uh, Pierre, Terrell Crosby being released, was this a shock to you? Yes. Yeah. He's our best swing tackle. He starred in this league, but it just seems like Campbell didn't like him. He said he, Campbell said he, we just thought he wasn't a good player or something like that. I was like, okay. He wasn't one of the best guys. He wasn't one of the, one of the best guys. Yeah. Same, basically. Yeah, same no, he basically said. So, they, so. So, like, when they weighed him with an injury designation, I was like, yeah, they don't Because, like, they thought he could come back. They would have put him on the roster, like, play that game. Then a couple of days later, place him on IR. And then he'd come back in a few weeks or whatever it is. But, no, like, they, they didn't like him. So, they did injury designation. And he's probably going to release, like, sometime this week or next week with an injury settlement. Yeah. He'll be free to sign with a team. Yeah. What about you, Malcolm? Was this a shock to you? Same with Skipper. They did the same thing with Skipper. They weighed him with injury. Yeah. They probably didn't like him as much. He's They're going to. Same thing, settle injury settlement, then he'll be free to sign the team as well. Yeah. Which, well, Dan Skipper's sake. I mean, he had a, he had a solid cap. So I, have, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's a little different. You, you, you're you're looking at Dan Skipper from his first game. That's what you're doing. No, I think no, you're no, having no. nightmares. 
No, Dan Skipper had a, a solid two games afterward. I, I would say especially the third game before he got carted off the field. Yeah, but that first game. No, that first game with Darren Paulo. Hey, I want to talk about that first game. Darren, Darren Paulo's. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll see. But Darren Paulo's on this practice squad. Oh, <laughs> uh, was I was I was I um shocked from Crosby? Yeah, man, I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. Yeah, man, because like we all was like, all right, out of him, Matt Nelson. Dan Skipper, this is a no-brainer. Who do you want your swing tackle to be? But um, yeah, I you guess Darren Paulo either. No, I didn't, I didn't even mention Darren Paulo because that <laughs> wasn't even an option. <laughs> that wasn't even an option. Um, but um, yeah, man, Crosby. I mean, he's been here for a while. He's been reliable when guys been out in the past. So this is this is this is definitely a shock. And I'm actually more shocked that nobody even claimed him. Is it is his injury like? Well, he got weighed with an injury, so I think when you claim someone with an injury, I think don't I think they go on IR if you claim them with injury designation. Don't oh, get really? don't don't misquote me. And then once he gets released with a settlement, I think he's free to sign with the team. I'm not sure how injury like when a guy gets like weighed with injury designation because Jimmy Moreland, talented like nickel corner from the football team, he also got weighed injured and no one claimed him. So I was thinking, because he get claimed he was healthy. I really think that. So I was thinking maybe because he was injured, like teams didn't want to claim him, he'll revert to IR. I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah, I don't know don't how exactly that works. Because yeah. I, I know you. I, well, I don't know. Well, well, the IR, if you claim them and they go to your IR, like I know you probably don't know the answer to this, but like does that? Because you know, if you place a guy on IR right now, technically they're out for the year. So if you claim a guy with the injury designation, are they out for the year at that point? That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Yeah, doesn't know. yeah that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not I don't, sure. Yeah, that I mean, makes sense. That, that makes that. that makes sense. That would make sense. So I feel like maybe once the IR is officially open, the short term IR, which is four o'clock on Thursday, probably these guys once they get released from their teams, like because it seems like Washington might move on from Moreland, and then the Lions can move on from Crosby, they'll probably be able to sign work. You know, when they're healthy, or maybe they sign somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What I'll happens. say this: Moreland's need to keep on for the Lions. I'll just say that. He's okay. good. He's so, young, too. Yeah. So, with Terrell Crosby, seems like they're done with him. It seems like he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, he'll be away from the injury settlement. And then I think whenever he's healthy, he'll probably sign with the team. Or maybe he signs with the team right away. We'll see what happens with Terrell Crosby. Yeah. yeah, no, that was a bit of a surprise for me, too. Because I thought he was the number one swing tech, like you guys said. I thought last episode, me and Peter were doing our 53-man prediction. We were, like, speaking really highly of Crosby, saying... You know, maybe if you get like the only reason you move on from Crosby is if the phone rings and someone trades for Crosby, which yeah, know, maybe we were high a little too high on Crosby. I don't know. I, I thought he was a solid player in the regular season when he got an opportunity. Obviously, was hurt most of preseason, so he only played that once series or two series versus the Colts. So he didn't, he didn't really play much. He had a bad, he gave a bad sack Ooh. up in that, in that game, but. Overall, I thought he was a reliable option. I thought we just knew what he was at that point, so that, that did catch me off guard a little bit. And to hear Campbell's comments, too, kind of caught me off guard, too, saying that he didn't think he was one of the best guys and almost kind of comparing him to Darren Paulo. Like, sheesh. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's <laughs> tough. Yeah, Maybe, I mean, shoot, do you think it was that play that he gave that sack? Cause that, that's like, is that the sack that killed uh, 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 Boyle? Yeah. Boyle, yeah. That, yeah, I think that's what broke his thumb. That's, that's the play that broke his thumb, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. No, it was, it, that was that that mean sack he took. Yeah, it was it was mix of Penai Sewell and Terrell. It was a mix. Of, it was a mix of, but yeah, uh, what's his name? Guy got there first. It was Crosby. Crosby guy got there. Yeah, got it was Quiddy Pay, I believe. He he beat uh, Terrell Crosby, 
who, who's gonna, who's gonna be a freaking dog um and then i don't know who beat penai so i don't remember but i think it was quiddy yeah. pay that that yeah. messed up yeah it was yeah, they both got destroyed on that play yeah so yeah, they, they did so lions carrying three tackles you know i wouldn't say it's abnormal but they usually usually i would say forwards the the number is what teams would carry on a 53-man roster, at least from the Lions' history. That's usually what it is, four offensive tackles. Right now it's three. I wouldn't be shocked if they stick around with three, but also wouldn't be shocked if they go out and maybe promote one of their guys or they go out and sign somebody. We'll see. So pa- right now, Paolo? So, so you're saying Paulo's going to be back on the roster? I take that back. We're sticking with you. I try to play tackle for the Eagles. Yeah. He played tackle with us. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he could play left. He could play right. Not ideal. He could play guard. Also, not. I mean, yeah, you I, have to with I think that's. Guy. I think that's the reason why they went with three tackles because yeah. of Vitae's versatility. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got versatility within this whole offensive line. You know, Penai mm-hmm. Sewell, put him at right, left tackle, guard. Uh, Jonah Jackson could play either guard position. I think could even play center if you really needed him to. Big V could essentially play any offensive line piece outside of center. Like you got a lot of Matt Nelson guard tackle. You got a lot of versatility. Uh, but let's talk about these interior guys now. So because there wasn't any shock here, you got Ragnow, uh, Jonah Jackson, Big V, Evan Brown, Logan Stenberg. We all predicted that from the start. No shock. Yeah, we predicted that. No shock. Mm-hmm. Only shock was Charles Crosby, but he's gone. Yeah. And that is a wrap to part one of the Detroit Lions 53-man roster on offense. We want to thank you all for listening to our episode. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And with that being said, the next episode, part two, the Detroit Lions 53-man roster on defense will be out soon. Tune in for that. And with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com